See this button? Don't touch it! It's the history eraser button, you fool! So what'll happen? That's just it. We don't know. Maybe something bad. Maybe something good. I guess we'll never know. Because you're going to guard it. You won't touch it, will you? Spirited Away is a Japanese animated film released in 2001 and directed by the legendary Hayao Miyazaki. Highly regarded as one of the greatest animated films of all time, Spirited Away tells the story of Chihiro, a 10-year-old girl who is trying to return to the human world as her parents have been transformed into pigs by a witch. This movie, as well as the entire Studio Ghibli collection, is available on HBO Max. Please consider watching the film before joining us for the discussion portion of the show. Spoiler alerts are ahead. Chihiro and her parents are driving to their new home. Her father decides to take a shortcut, but it leads them to a tunnel near an abandoned amusement park. There, they find freshly prepared food, which Chihiro's parents begin to eat. Chihiro roams around the area where she finds a bathhouse, as well as a boy named Haku. Haku warns her to leave. When Chihiro returns to her parents, she sees that they have been transformed into pigs. Haku finds Chihiro and instructs her to find Kamanji, the boiler room man in the bathhouse, so he can provide her work. She is taken to Yubaba, the witch who runs the bathhouse. Yubaba gives Chihiro a working contract and is renamed Sen. Haku later finds Sen and takes her to her parents who are in a pig pen. Haku reveals to Sen that if she forgets her real name, she will never be able to return to the human world. Haku leaves, but Sen notices that Haku has transformed into a dragon. A polluted spirit arrives at the bathhouse. Sen and the workers help remove a thorn on the spirit's side. In return, the spirit gives Sen a dumpling. Later on, Sen notices Haku in dragon form being attacked by paper spirits who badly injure him. One of the paper spirits is Zaniba, Jubaba's twin sister. Sen gives Haku the dumpling which makes him vomit a golden seal, a golden seal that Haku stole from Zaniba. Before Zaniba leaves, she transforms Yubaba's baby, Bo, into a mouse. Sen, Bo, and a masked spirit named No-Face travel to Zaniba's home on train to return the golden seal and apologize for Haku. Back at the bathhouse, Yubaba orders Sen's parents to be killed. However, Haku makes her realize that her baby is missing and strikes a deal to bring Bo back to her if she releases Sen and her parents. In dragon form, Haku flies to Zaniba's home to bring back Bo and Sen. Sen suddenly realizes that Haku is the spirit of the Kohaku River after having a flashback. Yubaba gives Sen a final test of identifying out her parents amongst all the pigs. Sen guesses correctly and Sen now back as Chihiro is allowed to leave. The film ends with Chihiro returning back to the abandoned amusement park as her parents are waiting for her. They get back to their car and drive away to their new home. You know, before anybody talks shit saying that it's pronounced Studio Ghibli, I found a YouTube video that says there is no wrong way to pronounce it. So Studio Ghibli is the way I'm going to do. That's the way I say it also. And yeah, I also saw a video where the man himself, uh, Chiao, I know I'm butchering his fucking name, Hayao Miyazaki. Okay. Right. He says it Studio Ghibli. Okay. But I'm not going to pronounce it like that. So there's no wrong, there's no wrong answer. I'm going to do it this way. Studio Ghibli. There is no wrong to pronounce it. And if you have anything to say, let me know. <laughs> but let's get right into it, man. And welcome, everybody, to episode number 14 of Beer in a Movie with the We Side Boys. We're your hosts. Fantastic as always. I'm Tiki the Dominator. And I'm Danny. Spirited away, brother. Yeah. Our first animated film that we're going to review. Yep been waiting for this one uh we, we had to hit the whole spectrum like we say so how good is it that it's an animated film there are a lot of animated film fans out there yeah and i'm sure they'll they'll appreciate this one mm -hmm. and let's get right into it man but all of you 
should know by now that the discussion does not start without opening up some beers. And brother, I've been feeding for a fucking beer all week. So let them know what we got tonight. Tonight we are drinking Asahi Super Dry. I haven't had this beer in a while. I've never had it. Yeah. So I guess let's let's give it a taste here, huh? A swig for the good men. Cheers. Cheers, brother. Mm. It's pretty good, man. Yeah. I'm digging this. Yeah. It's a Japanese beer, right? We brought a Japanese beer for a Japanese film, but it says here it's a product of Italy. What? Look at the top of the bottle or not the of the label, dude. Uh yeah, I guess so, huh? <laughs> they fucking tricked us, dude. Mm. Hey man, I see the Japanese font. It's Japanese. Fuck it. I thought this was Japanese beer too. <laughs> Product of Italy. It says Asahi Super Dry is brewed to the authentic Japanese recipe. So it's a Japanese recipe, all right? Maybe okay. maybe they sold the the rights to brew it to people in Italy. Yeah. I mean, okay. Okay. Hey, this is good though, bro. I'm digging this. Mm-hmm. Huh? Another swig right here. Yes. Hmm. All right, ma'am. We're going to rank this, but we got to give our shout out of the week. And all at once, it's time for that segment. Story time with Tiki. Let's fucking do it, man. Let's do it. And our shout out of the week goes to my brother of over 20 years. uh, One of the best people I know out there. My good brother, Edward Alvarez, a.k.a. Batman. Cheers, brother. Another swig for the good men right here. And shout out to the good brother, Batman, because uh, it was real cool that, uh, you know, he he's from Arizona, man. So we're, you know, we got we got a nice little fan base out in Arizona, man. And we've got a couple people out there. Yep. He gave us our word that he would tell his peeps out there about our podcast, man. So he's, he's spreading out the word for us. So thank you very much, Batman. Uh, much love to you, brother. And it was real nice that Damien and I were able to catch up with you when you were in town. It's always a good time. We're so damn proud of you that you became a registered nurse. Yeah, he's a registered nurse, brother. Nice. Yeah, so that's why he was in town to celebrate. So we're so damn proud of him. Very happy that all your hard work has paid off, man. And here's a story, man. I got a couple of stories about the good brother, man. I could tell a million and one stories, but here we go. There's there's something I think you guys should know about me, all right? Now, I'm not saying that I'm good at it, right? But I'm... I really, really dig doing karaoke, man. What? Yeah. Fuck it. I'm not saying I'm good at it, bro, but it's real fucking fun. Okay. I And yeah, people laugh at me. I'm not a good singer. Never claimed I was. Gotcha. But karaoke's fun, bro. And one of the few people I was able to do karaoke with was my good brother, Batman, dude. Mm. We were fucked up one time. You know, it's one of those nights where you don't even remember how you got home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was one of those. And I remember we... Uh, we karaoke Deep Cover by Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I did the Dr. Dre parts. Okay. Bro, and there's, in the very beginning of the song, there's a part where Snoop Dogg goes, he just goes, yeet. He just does that, right? <laughs> yeah. And Batman did the yeet part. And I, I didn't think he was going to do it for some reason because it's just like a part where uh, it just, it'll probably go over people's heads. Yeah. But we were, we were into it, man. And he even he was on it, bro. I almost fucking cracked up. <laughs> and I think pe- I don't know if people were like laughing at us because it was shit, or because people were actually enjoying it. But hey, I don't give a fuck. It was a good time, a good memory of my my good brother and I. Yeah, yeah. And here's a second story about the good brother. And this is this is to put in perspective how how close our brotherhood is, man. So June twentieth, two thousand ten. 10.25 p.m. on a Monday. My life changed forever. My son Damien was born. And uh, I remember I, the first person I called was my dad. My dad was out in uh, Maryland. He was working out of state at the time. So I called him to let him know that he's a grandfather now. Nice. The second person I called was a good brother, Batman, man. Jeez. Yeah. So, bro, he's uh, one of the best friends I've ever had in life. He's 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 a good brother, man. He knows it. And uh, I know that, uh, you know, you know, like every everybody, you know, they have those friends where that you don't speak on an everyday basis anymore. But when when you catch up and, you know, you kick it for the like first time in a while, it feels like nothing ever left. Yeah, exactly. And that's how it is with the good brother and I. But 
Batman, there's your shout out, brother. A couple of stories. I know you're getting a good kick out of them. I don't know if you remember the karaoke night. We were pretty fucking hammered. <laughs> but cheers to you, my brother. I love you. And when you're in town, let me know. But you know what? I got to, you know, didn't you say, brother, you got a uh, friend out in Arizona? Yes. Uh... We got to. We gotta make a trip out there, man. So can, it'll be a party, dude. Yeah. Yeah, my uh -huh. good my good buddy James out in Flagstaff. Nice, man. I think the good brother Batman's out from Flagstaff too. Mm, nice. Look at that. Then there's no excuse, man. We gotta make it happen then. Mm -hmm. You know? So cheers, brother. Much love to all of you. Thanks for uh spreading the word out for our podcast. And it's slowly going out there to Arizona. So cheers, brother. Cheers. Sweet for the good men. All right, so let's get right into it, man. Let's rank this beer, man. I'm really digging this. Okay, you go uh, first this time. Cool. Um, yeah, dude. I I was real. If I, I'm not really um, into like Japanese beer a whole lot, dude. Yeah. I will say I remember, I remember on the plane going to Thailand, dude. Um, I dude, I was only 20 years old <laughs> when this happened. Do you know this dude? If if they're allowed to card you, if even though you're in like uh, in the air, um, if you're not 21, because <laughs> you're not like on the ground, or uh, is it still law even if you're in the air? I think it depends on what country you're over, like what jurisdiction. I know, like if you're in international waters, uh -huh. I think uh, I could be wrong. Drinking age is 18, mm -hmm. possibly. I know gambling is 18, so. You know, people go on cruises, and once you're out in international waters, mm -hmm. you know, it's all... If Once you're 18, it's fair game. But as far as in the air, I'm not sure if there's anything about that. I think it's probably like a don't ask, don't tell kind of situation. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, I had just barely turned 20. I turned I turned 20, and then three days later, I took off to Thailand. Yeah. And on the flight, dude, I drank three beers, three different types of beers. Nice. It was One of them was a Taiwanese beer that was fucking awful, dude. Ooh. It was horrible. I had a Japanese beer that was pretty good. Mm -hmm. It had like a, a red dragon on it, I think, if I remember correctly. Doesn't ring a bell. And then, uh, dude, when when we went out to go buy this beer, dude, remember I told you I was like, hey, dude, I think this is a beer I drank. You know, it was a Thai beer. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So that one was on there too. It was okay. 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 Yeah, and hey, you know what? Shout out to my good brother Greg Cruz. What happens in Bangkok stays in Bangkok, bro. <laughs> we'll just leave it there. <laughs> but uh, to give this ranking, bro, because I wasn't too fond of Japanese or Asian beers for that matter, but this, however, is really good. We give this a solid three and a half out of five stars, my friend. Nice. Man, you keep stealing my ratings, dude, because uh, <laughs> I was already also going to give it a 3.5 out of really? five. Really? Yeah. It's Shit. good. Um, Asahi's not my first choice in Japanese beers. Usually I'll go for, you know, it's the standby Sapporo. Yeah. Uh, I like Kirin better. Um, Never had it. Yeah. Kirin is probably my number one, then Sapporo. And then this is usually a, a distant third. But uh, it's not bad. Um, not at all. Not by any stretch. So, yeah, three point five for me. What's the ABV on this, bro? I can't. Um, Can you find this? I didn't. This see might. It. This might be like another of those. Like, oh, here we go. Five point two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And cool. They don't give the calories on this. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't imagine they would. Fog yeah, they do. I found it. Oh man. Where? You got some good eyes. Oh, I see it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> No, this is a fucking good beer, bro. Yeah. All right, man. Three and a half for the both of us. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's take another swig for the good man, and then let's get into this fantastic movie that is Spirited Away. So cheers, brother. Cheers. Yeah. Let's get into it, man. Spirited Away, this movie, man, got critical acclaim. And, you know, this podcast is all about shining some light in some underrated movies yeah this movie is not underrated by by any means however whenever i bring up animated films i do make it a point where i bring this movie up and the amount of times i got that people have not like seen it didn't sit right with me so yeah. i said fuck all right if one way to fucking to end this shit is to how about we do a review on this fucking movie yep Right. And it's it's a fucking good movie. Yeah, it is. We have plenty to say about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to state like the obvious, like real quick before we get into the characters and the plot that the animation in this is 
fucking beautiful, man. Yeah, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because that's definitely one of the big takeaways that I got from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really know about this movie, uh, but I've had it like queued up to watch for a long time because it's whenever I look up like, oh, you know, top 100 movies to watch, this is always on the list. Yeah. So I've had it for a long while. I've just finally got around to watching it, and I'm glad that I did. Yeah, and I think what cemented it, brother, was that you told me you didn't watch it. Yeah, because you <laughs> you saw that I had it, and you're like, oh, have you seen this? And I said, my classic, oh, I haven't seen it, but, you know, I've been meaning to, to see it. And you're like, oh, we should review it. And I'm like, all right, yeah. so I can finally watch it. But I will say this, all right? Don't fucking crucify me for this shit, all right? Okay. Studio Ghibli movies, right? We've seen Spirited Away. We'll get into all the other work. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go out of my way and say it now. I have never seen Princess Mononoke. And a lot of people are going to say, what the fuck, dude? You've seen this before? You haven't seen it? Yeah, I know. Fuck off, all right? Can't see everything. Uh, yeah, how about this? When the day I go back to Wendy's, I will go out of my way and watch that fucking movie with my Wendy's, all right? Right on. That's, that's, that's a promise. I'm a man of my word, all right? <laughs> But all right. Uh, oh, by the way, brother, um, you remember uh, in a few episodes I told you about that one website, they shoot pictures, don't they, where it gives you a list of a thousand movies? Yes. This movie was actually like number six out of a Jeez. thousand, bro. And yeah. so it got critical acclaim. Let's, you know, people fucking dig this movie. Mm-hmm. And for very good reason, very fucking good movie. And so let's get right into it, brother. The plot of this movie is about a 10-year-old girl named Chihiro. Mm-hmm. Her and her parents are moving to the new pad, and uh, they they are at this amusement park, an abandoned amusement park, and, and like her parents like start eating the freshly prepared food that's there, and yeah. then she stumbles across this bathhouse. Yep. And when she returns, they're turned into fucking pigs. Yeah. So it's like this uh, like this fantasy world, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's what the gist about it is about the plot is that she needs to return back to the human world because her her parents got transformed into pigs. Yeah. So that's the gist of it. And so I already... Oh, there it is. That burp of the week, brother. Yeah. Oh, did you get that? Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> hmm. Another swig for that. <laughs> so let's get into the characters where I already mentioned um, Chihiro, 10-year-old girl. She's uh, the main character in this. Mm-hmm. Her her parents are not exactly too important. They're only in it in the beginning, in a the little bit. End, in, yeah. yeah, and then the very end. Uh, the other characters are Haku, which is the boy she meets outside of the bathhouse. Yep. You have Zaniba, who is, oh, excuse me, Yubaba, because Yubaba is the, the witch who owns the bathhouse. Yeah. Zaniba is her twin sister. Mm-hmm. You also have Kamaji, who's the boiler room man. And then you have Lin who's like uh, a worker in the bathhouse as yeah. well. And uh, we watched the American version of this movie. So I was not too familiar with any of the voice actors, uh-huh. although there was one, but we'll get into that a little later. And then the last character I'm going to bring up is No Face. It's a mass spirit. So if you see the poster in this movie, well, not, not this one specifically that I'm going to post for Instagram, but you're going to see this mass spirits image a lot if you see like posters because this this uh this character doesn't really say shit in the movie mm. he's just he's just there and you know when i did the plot line for this movie i was like damn it's a lot harder than i thought it was going to be yeah you know yeah. cuz i was like i need to get this guy in here but for like plot line purposes i thought it'd be better to kind of leave him out until the very end so that we save it for the discussion portion. Yeah. You know, but it was, yeah. So no face is the name. There's, there's this like fucking iconic shot, like not to like go too far into the plot yet, you know, but there's this fucking like iconic shot of Chihiro and no face in a train. You know what part I'm talking about, right, brother? Yep. Fucking great scene there. And I always see that picture a lot when I try to get like posters for this so I can post it on Instagram. Yeah. So you're going to see no face a lot. He's he's somewhat of an important character. It's just the visual of him that's very important to this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very so, striking. Yeah, it is. So all right. So let's get into let's get into the plot, brother. 
All right, let's do this shit. So I already mentioned that Chihiro and her parents are moving to their new house. Mm -hmm. Abandoned amusement park. They get to the bathhouse. They turn into pigs. Yeah. Yeah. So once the, the parents are turned into pigs, Chihiro thinks she's in a dream. So she takes off and then she she falls into water, right? She starts disappearing. Uh-huh. So by this point now, I'm not... I, one thing I wasn't too sure about this is that as soon as they hit the amusement park, are they already in that fantasy world or is it until she hits the water? I wasn't sure about that. I think it's as soon as they go in the tunnel, right? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Could be. So once they go inside the tunnel and they emerge on the other side, that's when they're in the fantasy land. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. That's At least that's my guess. That, yeah, that's, yeah, man. Kind of had like an epiphany there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it makes sense, man. Uh -huh. Good shit right there, brother. Yeah. Already fucking excellent analysis dude but yeah and then so haku finds her uh -huh. and tells her like hey you need to eat this food in order to like uh be in this like fantasy world area yeah you know it's and, like i'm gonna call it the spirit world i think that's what they called it. yeah that is and she's apprehensive right because yeah. she just saw her parents eat the food and turn to fat disgusting pigs yeah and he even says like don't worry you're not gonna turn into a pig yeah and then she eats it for a very good reason, right, man? Mm -hmm. Like the last little detail they did there. That was fucking nice. Yeah. <clears throat> so then what she, uh, excuse me, Haku tells him or tells her is that you need to like hold your breath or else they'll smell you. Oh, yeah. When right? they cross the bridge, right? Yeah. In that bridge, you already see no face, but it's just like it, he's just there for like decoration basically right now yeah, because yeah. you don't know really like shit about it. Yeah, he blends in with all of the weird shit, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, I'll say this, bro. Like the the fucking no face, just like the way he looks. It's like, damn, dude. This this character looks fucking cool, but like I don't know anything about him. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I thought he would be a little bigger in the role for me, but yeah. it's still I thought it was used like pretty fucking well. Okay. Yeah. So what happens is Haku tells Chihiro, "You need to go find Kumanji." so that you can get work stuff like that right yeah but here's here's like the thing i noticed too is that like haku already called her chihiro mm -hmm. yeah right did you notice that dude he's like he already called her it's like how the fuck did he did he know her name and then well he she like, says too she's like how did you know my name yeah. and then he says like well i've known you for a very long time yep yeah he, he says i've known you ever since you were small mm -hmm. yeah and so that's where uh when when she falls into the water yeah and starts disappearing there's like a little like somewhat of a flash forward to that shit okay when it happens we'll get into that a little later so he chihiro ends up going to kumanji which off the bat bro when i first saw kumanji uh i was like oh yo that's master roshi from dragon ball z dude <laughs> <laughs> except he doesn't have any gray hair yep. yeah but yeah. he and he has eight arms i think yeah he kind of reminded me of uh, Doctor Robotnik because he's mm. wearing he's wearing sunglasses, right? He's yeah. got like the weird mustache. Yeah. That's what I got out of it, but maybe I'm just crazy. No, nah, nah, good one, man. <laughs> but yeah, Kamaji's a boiler room man. Yeah, and so we get the introduction of Lin. Lin comes in; she's a worker there, and off the bat, Lin's like rude, huh? Like yeah. she's really rude to her. Yeah, and calls her a dope mm -hmm. and everything like that. Uh, and then she even goes out of her way to say like, oh, Haku's, uh, you Baba's henchman. You don't like fucking yeah, don't, listen to what he yeah. says and shit. Mm -hmm. But what Lin is there for is Lin is there to like help her get to you Baba, which is the witch yeah. that owns the bathhouse. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'll say this as well, brother. Like <laughs> these characters are, a lot of them are fucking ugly, dude. Yeah. A lot of them are. Yep. Yubaba being one of them. Yeah, the big old schnoz. Yeah. Well, if it's Yubaba, <laughs> then it's Zaniba too, but we'll get to Zaniba later. Yeah. You know? And then, so Yubaba's, like, she meets Chihiro, right? Yep. And straight up tells her, like, I I turned your, your parents into pigs because they ate the food like fucking pigs. Yeah. Wh which, by the way, bro, like, if, you know... Like the kids, or excuse me, the parents just started eating the food, but the kid is saying like, hey, stop, we're going to get in trouble. Uh -huh. It's like, why does the 10-year-old kid have more manners than fucking parents? Yeah, I don't know. Her, her <laughs> parents yeah, her parents are pretty reckless. They just like, they just jumped in. And I'll say this too, bro. Like uh, in, in all animated films or like even like anime shows, uh -huh. man, they always make the food look so bomb, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man. Even like the, the fresh 
the the fried fish head looked fucking good. Yeah. And I know that in real life, if I saw that, I'm not really going near it. I will say that it didn't look appetizing the way that they ate it. <laughs> the dad was all like sucking stuff down. He's like, mm, 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 mm. it's all like, yeah, I know, yeah. It's all, yeah. Yeah. You're right about that. <laughs> yeah. And so to get right back into it, brother, fucking uh, Chihiro has to ask for work. Yeah. She has to. Yeah. So, and, and then, okay, here's like a little nitpick already right here. It's, she, she asks for work and then uh, Yubaba tells her, like, she gets all angry and shit, right? Mm-hmm. And then, but she ends up giving her work because she doesn't want the baby to wake up. Yeah, to, right? to start crying. Because you, yeah. you hear a baby crying and shit like that. Yep. And then she gives her the work and then it's, as long as you, you keep it down, I'll give you the work. But then she says that, oh, I made an oath that I have to give people work. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, then why did you fucking get angry? Why, you know, like, what was the fuck was the purpose of that? Yeah, it was kind of weird because I remember uh, Haku told her, you know, you have to beg for a job. They're going to try to push yeah. you away or turn you away. But I thought that was just uh, Kamaji. But I, I guess maybe it was her too. Yeah. And then I was kind of confused a little bit because I know they first see Yubaba, her, uh, like the crow flying. And then Haku's like, yeah, he's like, oh, hide, stay still. We don't want her to see. <laughs> yeah. And then she immediately goes to Yubaba, right? Yeah. So I was kind of like, well, what the fuck? Like, are they trying to avoid her? But I guess <laughs> I not, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. am I tripping? Like, maybe I missed something. No, but... no, no. You're, you're totally right, man. All right, all right. We'll get into how this movie is not perfect. Dude. Okay. You know? And good, good fucking point on that one, dude. Mm-hmm. So she gets work, right? But yes. because of it, she has to sign her name in a contract. Yep. So because she does that, Yubaba takes her fucking name and has to uh, rename her yeah. and renames her Sen. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. I mean, I don't understand Japanese, but uh, she does something to the contract, right? She like takes part of her name and mm-hmm. then it becomes Sen. Yeah. But I feel like if I knew Japanese, it would probably make a little bit more sense. But I thought that was a cool detail. Yeah, it is, man. And so this bathhouse, man, what what it is is that spirits come to this bathhouse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just like, uh, of course, not a human, because when it's a fucking human, they say, oh, I smell a human. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's only spirits are allowed to come in. Yep. That's why this fantasy world looks fucking crazy and shit. So when when uh, Sen gets the job, they stick her with Lin as Lin's assistant. Mm -hmm. And then off the bat, the fucking Lin's all happy, like, oh, cool. I can't believe you got the fucking job. It's like, why were you fucking rude to me then? You're fucking happy. (laughs) Eh? that's a good point yeah (laughs) yeah and then here's a here's one point that they make about chihiro yes i understand she's a 10 year old girl but when she starts working they make her to be like really clumsy man yeah that's like that's a theme yeah yeah, she struggles with every every single little thing they have her doing she Mm -hmm. struggles i mean of course yeah she's a 10 year old girl and you know when you're starting new with something you're not going to be great at it yeah but they made it a point that she's like really clumsy with shit. Yeah, I think even Lynn had said like, "Have you never worked before?" And yeah. it's like, yeah, she's ten years old, so no. She's ten. Give her a break. <laughs> yeah, you no, know? right. But just thought I'd bring that up. Yeah. For, for the future thing mm-hmm. I'm gonna say right now. So, uh, what they're tasked to do first is uh, Lynn and Sen have to clean this like massive tub. Yeah. Right. But which, by the way, dude, that scene was awesome dude because like just the colors the animation the water uh-huh. whenever water is brought up in this movie dude the the fucking animation is like fucking great man yeah i love it dude like and here's another thing dude i don't know if it's if i'm the only one that does this but whenever i don't know if the weather outside makes you do anything make certain movies when it rains i like watching this movie mm. because there are parts in the movie where they're in the rain yep and it's it's beautifully shot, man. It's so fucking great. And here is a scene with the rain. Since they cleaned this massive tub, a fucking spirit comes in. It's this like uh really like ugly fucking like blob of yeah. Nasty. It's like this. Yeah. It reminded me of uh remember Pokemon dude? The, oh, I was gonna muck, say muck, oh, okay, yeah, muck yeah, yeah. or Grimer, one mm-hmm. of those, right? I was gonna say wheezing, but that's a toxic guy, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but, I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So it reminded me of Grimer or Muck from Pokemon. Uh-huh. And 
and he's like slowly like making his way to the bathhouse, even though they don't really want him there, huh? Because yeah. he smells real foul. Yeah. And so he's he's going through the rain, dude. And I'm just like, dude, like this animation's fucking great. Mm-hmm. And here's another thing I'll say about this movie. There are certain parts about this movie that where the scenes kind of drag on a little bit. Yeah. But I per, but I honestly don't fucking mind, dude, because the animation makes up for it so fucking well, man. Yeah, it's very clean, very smooth. Oh, it's it, it's that's doing it like a disservice saying that, bro. It's it's <laughs> fucking as great as it is. And later on, I'll get you to like like a scene that I feel it's like like fucking ten out of ten perfect, dude. We'll okay. get to that in a little All bit. Right. But anyway, so this this uh, it's like a river spirit, right? It's like yeah. a nasty, fucking ugly river spirit comes to the bathhouse, and they're tasked to clean this fucking guy mm-hmm. or this spirit, I should say. And uh, so while this is happening. Chihiro like opens a door, right? And she makes, she happens uh, to see No Face and lets him in, thinking it's a customer. Yeah. Which off the bat, it's like, why would this person be a customer? If I get it's a spirit, but you had already seen him on the bridge. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, at least how it seemed off to me. Yeah. I don't know. That's just you know how I am with like little nitpicks, brother. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So this this uh this stink spirit or river spirit, we'll call it. Uh, has like a, like a thorn on its side, uh-huh. right? So I'm get to that scene where they tie a rope, and then here's again like Chihiro struggling to even like wrap the rope around the thorn. Yeah, yeah Lynn has to help her. Yeah. So again, evident that she's a little clumsy, mm-hmm. can't fucking do shit properly, and so this makes the entire staff like work together. Even even Yubaba comes together to help. Yeah, because they like want to get this foul thing out, right? Yeah. And then the thorn comes out and then it gets washed up. And that whole scene is just he gets all cleaned up and shit like that, you know? Yeah, that's when, well, the thorn turns out to be a bike candle, right? Mm-hmm. And then as they pull it out, all the all this shit comes out, like all this junk. Yeah. And that's when it's revealed that, oh, it's it's a river spirit. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I guess that's where all the crap that he collected, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then the river spirit ends up being this like really fucking old decrepit looking mm-hmm. fucking old man, right? Yeah. He turns into a dragon, right? And flies away? Or am I No, no, that's not that's not him. He I mean, it does fly away, but I don't know. I gotta rewatch that. I, don't I thought know he, he was a dragon. I thought he was a dragen because that's that kinda of, that's kinda of hint for later on in the film. Yeah. I mean maybe, maybe I gotta I'm go wrong. back and gotta go back and watch it. Dude. Okay. Well, you know, I will say this though, bro. Um one part I failed to mention is that there there is a part where Haku like wakes up uh, Sen mm-hmm. and tells her, "Hey, meet me at the bridge." Yeah, right. So then they meet at the bridge, and then she like or he shows her her parents as as pigs. Yeah, and then like Haku tells her, "You need to uh, look at all the pigs because it's up to you to know which one are your parents." Yeah, a little bit of foreshadowing there, and then when they take off. He flies away in dragon form, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know. Maybe if you got those ones confused, because like when when the river spirit took off, I didn't think it was a dragon. We'll have to go back and watch. I feel like it was, but now you're making me second guess myself, mm. so, and I could be wrong. So yeah, it's all good, man. <laughs> but because of this, and the the river spirit is all clean. Uh-huh. The river spirit gives like a token to of appreciation to Chihiro. She gives him like a. Uh, it's a, it's like a dumpling, right? Mm-hmm. So she she ends up keeping this dumpling for later on, and then it transitions to nighttime, where yeah. No Face like wants food, wants a bath, and he gets it, and he like eats a fucking frog, yeah. and then and then gets like uh, gold everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I remember like uh, that's that's like the first time No Face actually says something, and he, yeah, he always he always mumbles right. He goes like. Yeah, 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 and then he also like it seems like he starts to get agitated because during the scene when uh they're cleaning the fucking I'm gonna call it muck, okay, <laughs> uh he gets all those like bath tokens, but like but uh Chihiro doesn't or excuse me Sen doesn't want them, mm-hmm. so he gets like a little sad, right? Yeah, so I think. Like he gets sad, so then he wants the fucking bath, and he wants all this food. Mm-hmm. So is it kind of like a like a screw you for not wanting it? Maybe I don't. I feel like he does it right because um, he sees that she needs one of those tokens, mm-hmm. and then she eventually like she steals one right or something, or like 
she has an interaction with a guy handing him out, right? He doesn't yep. want to give it to her. And then she she gets her hands on one. And then he sees that. And then he comes back. And that's when he gives her a bunch. He's like, well, here's a bunch. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't need any more. Yeah. And then later on, he sees that the muck monster, once he's all cleaned up, he gives gold, right? And that makes yep. everybody happy. So then that's when he starts to give out the gold. He's like, well, gold makes these people happy. So he starts giving them gold. So I think it's related in some way, right? Yeah. He's like trying to make people happy. Yeah. But but, it, but it, doesn't she? It seemed to me that he wanted to make Chihiro happy, mm-hmm. but it didn't happen. Yeah, so that's why he gets a little agitated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like she's you know? yeah, she just kind of dismisses him. Yeah, and so it it transitions uh like forward to where Chihiro sees Haku in dragon form, mm-hmm. and she sees that she uh, excuse me Haku in dragon form is getting like attacked, so she goes and follows. What's happening? It looks like paper spirits, right? Yeah. It looks like this big old. Str- they like Haku gets injured, man. He's fucking bleeding everywhere. Yeah, he's all fucked up. All fucked up. And then like a paper spirit like lands on Chihiro's shoulder once she gets up there. Mm-hmm. And then the dragon takes off and it crashes. And so Haku, or excuse me, uh, Chihiro's like, oh, I need to follow him to see if he's okay. Yeah. And this is where I have a fucking. A nitpick on this man. You didn't like flaw. you didn't like the radish spirit. Uh, no, it I'm, wasn't that. This I'm just is... kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so my nitpick in this is when Chihiro is going to follow Haku. Uh-huh. She needs to climb this fucking big old tower. Yeah. Right. And they've already made it a point that she's like really fucking clumsy. She struggles to fucking do everything. Uh huh. Now she easily fucking does this like balance fucking. Like she's like balancing super fucking high and like does it like all fine, you know. It's like an insane balance walk. It's like how you've made it a point that she can't even fucking put a rope around the thorn. Okay, but you're gonna tell me that this ten, little ten year old is gonna fucking do this insane balance beam walk? Mm. Sorry, but no, I'm not gonna give you slack on that one, man. Okay, it's a fair point. Again, it's not a perfect film. Yeah. But it got critical acclaim, so I don't know, man. <laughs> and okay, yeah. And then she does this insane fucking balance beam walk, and then immediately right after falls right through the fuck window. <laughs> yeah. Give me a fucking break. Hey, man. man. She's uh, selectively clumsy. Yeah. So then this gives us the introduction of Bo. Yeah. And I did say earlier, bro, a lot of these characters are fucking ugly. Mm-hmm. Dude. The baby is included in this shit as yeah, fucked a, up as it sounds. Big old giant baby Huey. Kind of, I, yeah. What I found it funny too, dude, is that while the baby's sleeping, they like fucking bury it with all these pillows. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, but this baby bow, ugly as fuck. Like I said already, uh-huh. but it the baby talks perfectly. Yeah, right. And she uh, or it. Oh my bad, it. I'm not gonna call baby it. The <laughs> baby, excuse me. Yeah. Fuck. The baby grabs Chihiro, grabs her by the arm. And tells her, like, you have to play with me or I'll break your arm. Yeah. Like, what fucking baby, you know? Yeah. Holy shit, dude. And, oh, and then another thing they make it a point, too, is that it doesn't like to be outside of the house because of all the germs, right? Oh, okay. So Chihiro has, like, her hands are all fucking dirty and all fucked up from all the shit she's climbing. So she's like, here, I have germs, I have germs. Mm-hmm. And that's what lets her go. Yeah. Right? And so I did mention earlier that, like, the paper spirit, like a a piece of the paper spirit stays on Chihiro. Uh-huh. And then it comes out and it turns out that it's Zaniba. Yep. Which is Yubaba's twin sister. Uh-huh. Looks fucking identical. It's a fucking twin, obviously. Yeah. Uh, it's just fucked. Like, I was like, I don't need to fucking see more of fucking <laughs> Yubaba, man. I already yeah. Now I got to see two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fucking ugly. But what ends up happening is that she turns Bo into a mouse. Mm-hmm. And that's like a very important part. And what if she turned that other thing into, right? It was like a, what was it before? Like a bird? And then she Yeah, just, it's a bird. It turns into like a fly? Yeah, some shit like that. Yeah, I don't know. So you're probably wondering, like, it's like, why would she attack uh, Haku? And uh-huh. then you end up finding out that Haku had stolen a golden seal from her. Yeah. And hey, I'd be pissed too if somebody fucking stole anything from me. Uh-huh. So it's like, it's warranted. Yeah. Get your shit back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, too, is that she makes it a point that that whoever I put a spell on this golden seal that whoever steals it dies. Yeah. Yeah. 
and then it takes off right it just takes off after like uh i think it's i think it's sen right that like fucking like like stomps on it and fucking it's just like she's like oh paper cut and then splits in half and like yeah. takes off and shit mm-hmm. right yeah by the way that scene was fucking awesome uh-huh. uh just again the animation here is fucking superb got nothing bad to say about it and then by this point bro uh, dragon haku's all fucked up man and yeah. then it tries to like get away too but then it like ends up falling through the boiler room with kamaji yep right and then uh well, i do like the detail here that like yeah clumsy little 10 year old chihiro fucking gets the dumpling that got earlier from the river monster yeah takes a piece of it and like feeds it force feeds the the dumpling to him yeah and like yeah she's 10 but whatever but what they make it a point is that this haku's wounded as fuck man he's bled all over he got fucked up Mm -hmm. so i don't want to hear no fucking like no qualms at saying like oh a 10 year old girl can't fucking handle a dragon no it can because (laughs) it makes it it makes sense because the dragon is wounded as fuck he went through all these like uh it got fucked up it went through that area initially where it broke into Uh and now it's fallen through into a boiler room like it's been through a lot of shit (laughs) right yeah so yeah it makes sense because I've been on YouTube before and I'd seen comments saying, oh, it's not believable. Shut the fuck up. It was. Really? That's yeah, I, that's what yeah. they're going to decide it's not believable? Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. right? <laughs> not the balance people? Whether a 10-year-old girl can uh, balance on this shit? Know, the point that they're in the spirit world with a giant river monster that's full of slime. <laughs> I mean, but hey, if yeah. that's what breaks your immersion, dude, then more power to you. You people just love to complain, huh? <laughs> yeah. They'll find any fucking... Yeah. Hey man, I have nitpicks about everything here too. <laughs> yeah, but that was like not a reason to yeah to fucking nitpick. I think that. I was all in at this point, so <laughs> it wasn't really much that would I would not suspend yeah. my disbelief for. Yeah, again, it's fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. we're not really supposed to complain too much. Exactly. Yeah, uh, Chihiro again, like I mentioned, uh, force feeds it this dumpling, and this dumpling uh, makes Dragon Haku vomit, and it yeah. vomits out the golden seal. Uh huh. Right. So now, uh, so in order to, for Haku to like get better, I guess the thing is like, you need to give this fucking like seal back to Zaniba mm-hmm. and like apologize for Haku because obviously she doesn't want Haku to die because she said it herself, anybody who steal this will die. Yes. Yeah. So then how fucking like, uh, is this an epic dude that like they fought through the the boiler room and Kamaji happens to be there like he should be uh-huh. and he's like like oh here's tickets so you can take the train to fucking Zaniba's house mm-hmm. like h- how fucking like uh, what's the word I'm looking for man like how fucking convenient yeah, there convenient, we go I was how say. fucking convenient was it they had it up falling it's like oh okay here's tickets so you can fucking go <laughs> you know yeah I guess you're right right well Kamaji is kind of like the center of the universe I guess right like he's the boiler. The boiler room guy. Yeah, he makes uh, the water come out, so he keeps that place going. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, it's obviously convenient, but mm-hmm. it fits at least for me. Sure. Yeah. Okay, dude. And then, okay, so here, here's another nitpick I got, man. <laughs> okay, like I know I'm supposed to enjoy these fantasy films, but it's a review, so I, I'm entitled to fucking yeah, fucking nitpick it a yep. little. Yep. So when when dragon haku wakes up and says like oh what ha- uh excuse me like dragon haku got fucked up so now haku like in normal form yeah he like, transforms back like wakes up and mm-hmm. she's like oh what happened and kamaji tells him hey uh uh sen is going to zaniba's home to apologize to you to return the golden seal uh-huh. and he goes that's love hmm. i go what the fuck i go she's 10 dog come on <sighs> she's 10 yeah, it's it was kind of a weird point to make, but I mean... And yes, I understand. There's other forms of love. I love this person. I love indulging greasy, delicious food. Mm. I love this. I love, I love to do this. Mm-hmm. I love to go shopping. Yeah, I get that. But they made it a point, dude, that a 10-year-old girl and Haku, who looks a lot older than her, uh, it's like he's doing this out of love. Like, mm, and it seemed a little more than like friends, in my opinion. Okay, I, I at least I got that vibe, man. I don't know if you. Did. I think yeah, they implied it like that, but I feel like it didn't fit very well because they didn't really hint up to that at that point. Um, so I feel like it was kind of just like, oh, she loves him, but it's like, 
but we didn't really get that vibe before. So I kind mm-hmm. of felt a little bit shoehorned. I guess that would be my nitpick. Yeah. And they don't really pursue it much further. You know, I mean, a little bit later on. We'll a little, into, yeah, when we but, get to Zaniba's. Yeah, attack, but it's yeah. not like ever persistent throughout this movie. It's just kind of like, oh, here's this. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay. Well, I, I did feel that way, though, because that's why, like, earlier in the movie, Haku said, I've known you since you were little. Mm-hmm. She's already little fuck. Yeah, Come that's on. true. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I got that, like, creepy vibe out of it. And it's like, what does a 10-year-old girl know anything about love, dude? Yeah, I'll Come agree on. with you on that. I didn't think too much into it, I don't think. I just kind of dismissed it. Yeah. Maybe I'm like I'm nitpicking it too much, but whenever a movie gets critical critical acclaim, dude, I kind of have to. Yeah, <laughs> at least I do, man. Mm-hmm. I, I swear I'm not trying to take like the the fucking best shit out about this movie, dude. It's not. Yeah. yeah but I, again, I love this movie. We'll get into that a little later. <laughs> when when Chihiro takes, uh, excuse me, Sen. When Sen takes off, uh, no, by this time, like No Face is like. Is going ape shit, right? Yeah. He's, he's like destroying, he's eating everything that comes yeah. at him. And he like tries to like follow her. And then Lynn is outside, like on this like little raft looking thing, right? Yeah. The gets bucket. Chih- it's like a bucket. Yeah. And gets her out of there and No Face follows them. Mm-hmm. And then they make it to say that, oh, maybe it's okay for him to join us. Once he's out of the bathhouse, he'll be better. Yeah. It's like, how do you know? <laughs> yeah oh. at this point don't they say like he he seems lonely or is that a little bit later no no it's at that point okay i think that's part of it too mm-hmm. and then i'd be really reluctant but they end up having no face like join them or at yeah. least sen because he, he finally vomits up everything and he turns back to his like original form of being yeah. kind of harmless it is yeah his ooh. <laughs> 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 fuck dude you need that in the background for during <laughs> halloween time dude <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna spit out my broom, man. Yeah. Oh, and then it gets to the scene right where they're going on the train tracks, mm-hmm. to, and this is to me, dude. This is where it gets like fucking. The animation here is fucking perfect. Ten out of ten. A beautiful scene where this train, uh, goes because the tracks are already in water. Yes. And they go on, and dude, like. The fucking scenes where No Face, Sen are in that train and they're just going through to Zaniba's home. Yeah. The the animation here is fucking flawless, man. This is like one of those things that where I wish I could have just fucking jumped through that screen and fucking be right there, man. Mm. I loved it, man. This scene is perfect. It's beautiful. And then with the piano in the background, it's Mm -hmm. fucking chef kiss, bro. Fucking beautiful scene, man. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, very well done. Yeah. And then even even like the scene where they get to uh, Zaniba's home, it's like it's dark. You still see the water. You see the train leave and everything. Yep. So like you you see the the, the setting here is that there's there's the train tracks, trees and water. It gave me this vibe of, you know, that movie, dude, Stand By Me. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It gave me that vibe. I don't know if you did. Uh, when they're looking for the, the Ray Brower kid who died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, it it reminded me of that, dude. Oh, I can't say that crossed my mind, but that's a great movie. Rob Reiner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good mm-hmm. fucking film. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so they find uh, Zaniba's home. And then, so they go in and they tell her, like, hey, here's your golden seal. We want, we want to apologize to you for Haku and shit like that. You know, Zaniba seems chill as fuck, though. A little bit, yeah. I mean, like compared I, to uh, Yababa. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, I struggle with the names. It's okay, man. <laughs> yeah. So while while they're at Zaniba's home, mm-hmm. what ends up happening is like Haku goes to find Yubaba. Yes. And tells her like, "Hey, you," and then makes her realize, you know, like, "Hey, is is that your baby right there? Is that your big old baby?" And he like pretty much hints like, "Are you sure that's your baby?" Well, he first tells you you haven't even noticed something precious to you yes. has been replaced. Yeah, and then she looks at the gold. They all look at the gold like, "What?" Mm-hmm. And then she finally realizes then that oh, it's the baby because the baby's turned into those weird three heads that we we haven't brought up. But yeah, I don't really know what the importance of those guys were. I think they're just there for decoration, just so that their characters in there okay. to just. They're there basically to have them transform to Bo. Okay. In in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. So of course, obviously, it's not Bo anymore. Mm-hmm. So then this is where Haku 
strikes up a deal and says, hey, I will get Bo back for you, but you need to release Sen and her parents yeah. and send him back. And so, because like they they also, they, they make it evident that like uh, Yubaba really cares for her baby. Yeah. She absolutely adores this baby, even though it's big and ugly as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's big and ugly as fuck. Yeah, exactly, right? man. So, <laughs> so yeah, so that she accepts it, but she says, I will consider this, but she needs to pass one final test. And we'll get to that a little later. That That's my nitpick is that mm-hmm. he pretty much has her by the balls, right? Because yeah. she loves the baby more than anything. And he's like, all right, I'll get him back for you. Uh, but you have to let Shihiro or Sen go with her parents. Mm-hmm. And she's like, all right, all right, all right, you win. Except I can give her one test. It's like, bitch. <laughs> you're a no you you can't bargain here like you can't put no stipulation that's yeah. like such a shitty deal too it's like okay i'll do what you say if she does this one thing right but if she doesn't then fuck all that yeah it's like what why would you have like why could you even make that a stipulation right? very true because <laughs> you you can even be like as soon as like bo shows back up uh-huh. oh thanks fuck you you're, you're fucked <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah like what the heck dude why would you agree to that <laughs> <laughs> very true bro mm-hmm. very true mm-hmm. and then when when they're in Zinibo's home right mm-hmm. they apologize everything's good and then uh Zaniba tells her like oh so Haku won't die anymore the golden seal and she goes no the golden seal can only be broken or the spell on it of whoever steals it dies can only be broken with love yeah so again I'm just like she's that's 10, the second dog. time yeah that's the second time they bring it up like in a short period of time also yeah She's 10 for the, mm-hmm. for the love of your God. She's 10. Mm-hmm. Relax a little, you know? <laughs> and then here's another thing, dude, is like on cue, they take off. Well, no face stays with Zubab. Uh, well, they, they also bring up the point too that because she's like, oh, uh, she was saying like, was it that, that thing I squashed, that slug part of it? And she's yeah. like, no, that was. Uh, to that, control Haku. Yeah, that was Yubaba's spell. Mm-hmm. So she inadvertently killed Yubaba's control over Haku, which is an important Yes, Point. it is. And then that's why Lynn earlier in the movie said, don't trust anything he says because she's he's Yubaba's like henchman. Uh-huh. Right? So it's it makes sense. Yes. Yes. And then on cue, they leave and Haku dragon form is right there. Yeah. It's like, couldn't they have interacted and said, I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe I'm just looking too far into it. <laughs> eh, no, I thought it was, it fit. He yeah. shows up or I think a time to take them back. Mm-hmm. And then, as you say, no face stays behind. Yep. And then uh, Sen, Bo, and they fly, right? They fly back to the bathhouse. Uh-huh. Mid-flight, uh, Sen has a flashback when she was a little girl. She drops her shoe mm-hmm. into the river. Yes. And then tells her, like, I know who you are. Yes. You are the spirit of the Kohaku River. And then his eyes get all big and shit. Mm-hmm. And then turns into, like, original Haku. He learns his name, right? Yeah. So right here, it's like... If he remembered his name, then can't he be released as well? Yes, that's what I thought. That's what I thought they were gonna do. Yeah, but, yeah. because he says if you if you forget your name, you'll never be able to return to the human world. Uh-huh. But right there, he was able to remember. So mm-hmm. then, why wasn't he released? I don't know. I guess they didn't really go into it that much. But uh, I just kind of assumed that that kind of that further broke his bond to Yubaba. Mm-hmm. I guess because they say Yubaba takes your name uh, in order to control you. Is, yeah. And then um, if you can't remember your name, then you have no hope of getting back. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess him knowing the name was important anyway, so he could break free from Yubaba. Yeah. That scene was fucking cool, though. Yeah. I, I, again, the animation here, fucking uh, perfect. Uh-huh. Uh, I just like everything about the animation. It's fucking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we cut to pretty much like towards the end of the movie where it's the final test. Yeah. The final test is that all the pigs are coming out uh-huh. and she's tasked to identify which one of your parents are these pigs. Because I thought, if, if you remember, I'll go for it, brother. Uh, so I thought it was funny too because at this point, everybody's like, come on, just let her go. And even the baby's like, I had fun. Don't be a piece of shit. <laughs> and she's like, well, a deal's a deal. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I thought that part was funny. It's like, the deal's a deal, but you added this shit, bitch? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Baba, man. I didn't like her, man. Yeah, well, yeah. She was terrible, <laughs> even to the very end. <laughs> yeah. And then, so it's like, you have to identify your your parents mm-hmm. as the pigs. Yeah. 
And she says, well, none of these are my are my parents. Uh-huh. Because if you remember, like, earlier, Haku says, it's up to you to remember who your parents are. Yeah. And she seems to know who they are at that point, even though all the pigs do look the same. Yeah. So I guess she really did know. Yeah. And she's, she realizes that, hey, th- none of these pigs are my parents. Uh-huh. Is that your final answer? Yes. And then, yeah. boom, everything's back to normal. Mm-hmm. She she gets her name back. She's Chihiro. Yep. And then Haku tells her, I'll always remember you. But again, dude, it's like, you know your name now. You can leave too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They don't, because, yeah, he walks her like out and he tells her, you know, don't turn around until after you cross the, yeah. the tunnel. Um, and then she asks, well, what about you? And then he says, I'm going to go back and... What does he say? He's going to tell Yubaba he doesn't want to be your apprentice anymore. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where it ends, right? Basically, yeah, because she crosses the river, doesn't look back, sees her parents. Uh-huh. And it seems like her parents are like, like, Chihiro, where were you? Uh-huh. And stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then they they go back through the tunnel, bro, which you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. is pretty much like where this fucking fantasy world could start. Yeah. Right? So she goes. So now they're out of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. back to their reality the human world mm-hmm. but what the nice little detail they have there is that the car was parked but now there's like all these trees around it yeah that have grown around it and then the dad even says oh man the car is dusty yeah so a lot of time has passed by is what they're implying uh-huh but then they're saying all right let's go home we want to we want to get back to our new home before the the movers get there yeah mm-hmm and that's how the movie ends. Like mm-hmm. they just go with them thinking like it makes me think like, fuck, did a lot of time really pass by? Yeah, they don't really explain that very well, right? I guess they, they leave it up to the viewer's For imagination. The viewer, yes. Uh because yeah, the car and even the surrounding uh area looks like it's overgrown. So like what are they gonna go back to? Maybe they sold the house, right? Because they've have been missing. Yeah. So so now maybe I'm thinking that the shortcut in general where he turned is the entire fantasy world mm-hmm. because they still need to turn around and go to the home. Yeah. But then again, like how much time has passed by if all these trees have grown, uh-huh. the car's dusty. Mm-hmm. It's up, it's up to the viewer to decide. Yeah. But overall that was the ending of the movie and overall, bro, I love this movie. Mm-hmm. I know I may have nitpicked it a lot, mm-hmm. but with a movie that comes with a, a lot of critical acclaim, you gotta like, you got to break it down a little more. Yeah. You know? So, and that's exactly what we did. I swear I didn't try to take the fun out of this movie. I love this movie. It's a fucking fantastic movie, man. Uh-huh. And cheers to the great Hayao Miyazaki. This is his highest regarded film. So cheers to the good man. Cheers. Mm-hmm. And so let's get into some of the work. All right? Okay. Uh, from not just uh, Hayao Miyazaki, but earlier I did mention that like we watched the American version of this film, right? Uh-huh. There, I'm not familiar with any of the of the voice actors. The one I did uh, realize was uh, Haku's voice voice uh, cast, okay. which is by James Marsden. Okay, right. So, um, uh, excuse me, Jason Marsden. He, if you ever watched the show, if you're a '90s kid, man, you grew up in the '90s, you remember the show Step by Step. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, uh what the fuck was her name? I forget her name, but she was the boyfriend of one of the sisters. Mm, yeah. I don't know. That was a good show. I remember it being a good show. I remember Suzanne, Cody Suzanne Summers, right? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And the dad who I don't know his name, but yeah. he was the dad. <laughs> he's he's the only one I remember. Okay. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, and then let's get into like Studio Ghibli movies, man. Okay. That or Hayao Miyazaki, right? Okay. And so I'll give it like, we'll give it the ranking in a little bit, brother. Mm-hmm. And, but before we do, man, this is like, when I think of Studio Ghibli, I think this movie was better in my opinion. You might agree with me, man. And that is if you, if you enjoyed Spirited Away, go out of your way and watch Howl's Moving Castle. Oh uh, yeah. I got to watch that one. I fucking love this movie, man. In my opinion, it's better than Spirited Away. Just my opinion. Okay. I loved it. There are... There are scenes in Spirit Away where I just said, I wish I can go through the screen and be in that fantasy world. Uh-huh. Um, of course, like, who the fuck wants to go and see be in a bathhouse? Yeah, nobody fucking <laughs> wants that. I get it. But How's Moving Castle, man? I love the whole, just the whole setting around it. Okay. 
I love everything. The American uh, version of it. I think even like Christian Bale voice cast it. El oh, Fanny okay. and stuff. Uh, I love the movie. Please go out of your way and check out How's Moving Castle. I fucking love that movie. Okay. The next movie I'm going to bring up is Ponyo. I don't know if you ever seen Ponyo. I've heard of it, but no, I haven't. Yeah, Liam Neeson's in it for a little bit. Yeah, uh, that's sound familiar. Yeah, the the main uh, again, Ponyo is like another one of those movies where I wish I went through the screen and like, and I can be there for that setting. Great movie. I very much enjoyed it. You, it can be a little annoying with the little girl like yelling Sasuke and all that bullshit. You know. Okay. But it's a very enjoyable movie. Um, and the last one I'm gonna bring up. It's not exactly a studio ghibli movie but it's a co-production with it okay and it's a movie called the red turtle hmm. i have this movie and a lot of people if they see it they go out of the way to check it out uh they'll probably think it's boring because there's like really no words in the movie okay. it's about a uh, a man who gets stranded on an island and he tries to get back to safety and a red a giant red turtle like fucks up his raft continuously fucked up his raft so he doesn't leave the island and then they form a bond. So it's kind of like a Japanese castaway, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, right. sweet for the good men for that, man. <laughs> okay. Have to check that mm. one out because I did like Castaway. Yeah, dude. And if you if you enjoy like, um, that's a movie, dude, where you can just, because you, all you hear is like ocean. Yeah. The air. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I very much enjoyed that movie, man. It was okay. fucking fantastic. So those are some... Hayao Miyazaki films that if you enjoy Spirit Away, you might like you might like those ones. Okay. All right. So overall, brother, let's uh I think it's time we wrap this motherfucker up. What do you say? All right. I think I will go first this time, if you don't mind. Oh, I don't, absolutely not. Go for it. Okay. So this movie I have been meaning to watch for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh if you've listened to this podcast, you know I have plenty of movies, you know, Inception. Yes. All these ones where I'm like, you know, I've been trying to see this movie. But yeah, this is another one of those movies. Finally watched it for this podcast. Um, I am going to give this one a solid 7 out of 10 for me. Nice. Um, I'm normally not a big animated movie guy, but I do like these kind of movies where like they're hand-drawn. There is a little bit of like computer-generated stuff in this, but it's mostly like perspective shifting, which is really cool. I thought the art direction was awesome. There's plenty of scenes where you're just kind of like in awe of how well it's done. You know, like the the gold and like the lights when it when it turns to night and all the all the spirits and their wackiness you know the the raddest spirit was one of my favorites the big old big old guy hell yeah um the story was interesting it was a little bit hard for me to follow because i don't normally watch a lot of like japanese anime movies but it was interesting it kept my interest it wasn't those movies where i was kind of like tapping my my watch being like okay when is this over no it kept me it kept me engaged um yeah the animation definitely does. It makes you forget about time. That too, the animation, um, and also just the voice acting was really done for the American. It version. was perfect, dude. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like voice like fit yeah. perfectly. Yeah, nothing, them. nothing was out of, uh, it, nothing brought me out of the story. Yeah. So overall, a solid seven out of ten for me. Yes, and then if you guys remember, uh, eight and above is. Elite range, dominator range, hence the number eight. I'm an eight dominator. Mm-hmm. So you gave it a B. Yes. Yeah. So is it a B plus, like high, close to a, close to an A, like almost elite range, but not quite there, or is it in the middle? I would say it's probably more closer to a B plus for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like I mentioned, I'm not a huge animated movie fan, yeah. so I'm definitely a little bit biased in that regard. Cool. Um, but. I thought that this movie was really well animated. The acting was good. Um, and the voiceover, I mean. Um, the story was interesting. It wasn't, you know, it's not a movie I'm going to watch every week for the rest of my life kind mm-hmm. of movie, but it's good. I wouldn't mind watching it again. Cool. Fuck yeah, man. I mm-hmm. love it. And so for, for my initial thoughts, obviously the fucking anim- the animation was fucking amazing. I was fucking blown away by it. So many like fucking amazing scenes mm-hmm. in it. Uh, even again, like I mentioned before, like even the scenes I dragged on, I didn't fucking mind because the animation was so beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know, again, like this movie wasn't perfect as I nitpicked a, quite a bit of this shit. Uh-huh. Um, I, I feel like it did deserve all the critical acclaim it got. 
Okay. Because it is a movie that I feel like is rewatchable. Mm -hmm. And that's why we reviewed this so that people can go out of their way to fucking watch it. Yeah. But also to let people know that by no means is this movie perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then overall, man, uh, I'm going to give this a seven and a half out of 10. Nice. It's almost elite. Not quite. And the reason why is because Studio Ghibli relies on this one to be the fucking end all be all. Mm. Nah. I'm more into the underrated ones. Howl's Moving Castle is fucking elite. I yeah. love it more. And I that's why that that's out. why I cannot fucking give it in a eight or above. Okay. Howl's Moving Castle gets my vote for their best fucking film. Okay. And you have my word, guys. I will go out of my way to watch Princess Mononoke and have a fucking nice baconator with <laughs> baconator fries to go with it. You have my word. <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers to that, brother. Mm-hmm. And we're going to wrap it up right there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all so very fucking much for joining us. I know you all loved animated films. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please join us next week. We have a crazy one to fucking review. Mm. Crazy. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> it's one that, ooh, I needed to take a shower, brother, after we I rewatched it. Yeah. You know? I can see that. Y'all see which one it'll be in the coming weeks. Okay. All right. So remember to be kind to of one another. Looking at you, Ellen. Mm-hmm. Much love to all of you. Uh, cheers. Peace. Mwah. See you later. Thank you again for joining us at the very end. Please join us next week as we review our very first horror film. And that movie is Antichrist. Film directed by Lars von Trier. At your own risk, watch the movie and then join us for the discussion portion of the show. Love to all. Bottoms up. <laughs>